0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Memo, Sochi's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Brand Marketing and PR at Sochi, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Sochi's Director of Market Insights. Thanks for joining us today. Now, let's jump into this week's memo.
1: Hello, and our first item for this week, Google has launched some new shopping features in time for the holiday season. According to Google's own research, 43% of shoppers plan to look for deals and sales more than they did last year. In light of this, Google is launching new labels for coupons and deals in product search results, allowing users to easily copy and use coupon codes. A new comparison feature that sounds especially useful will help shoppers compare prices for the same product from different retailers. Along the same lines, a price insights feature will tell you whether the price at a particular retailer is high, normal, or low compared to other retailers. As Andrew Hutchinson points out in social media today, these tools could prove valuable not only to consumers searching for deals, but also to retailers who will have a new level of insight on the pricing and promotional activities of competitors. The new features further extend Google's efforts to transform the SERP into a shopping destination, emphasizing both e-commerce and local product inventories
0: in other google news and what must be one of the slowest rollouts in google history another significant wave of users is reporting that they are now being forced over to the new search interface to edit individual google business profiles with access to the google business profile manager dashboard becoming restricted to a few features such as showing an aggregated list of businesses you manage when we first encountered this behavior ourselves back in august we were told by a few other users that they were seeing the same thing but many more seem to be experiencing the change now for the first time. And this is causing some consternation since Google has not yet rolled out features to search that were available in the old dashboard. In fact, Joy Hawkins shared some intel, presumably directly from Google, indicating that the photo metrics in the old insights page will not be transferred to the new performance page in search, where some of Google's reinvented and reorganized metrics can already be found. It remains to be seen whether other metrics we've come to rely on, such as discovery, direct, and branded searches, will appear in the new interface. From an integration perspective, the new performance API launched in June uh, excludes the insights metrics that were part of the legacy GMB API. The legacy API does not yet have a firm sunset date, but at some point it will be deprecated and will be left with whatever state the new performance API is in at that point.
1: Next, Joy Hawkins has published a new study which concludes that text in Google reviews does not have an influence on local rankings. For the study, Hawkins had several people post reviews of a Christmas tree farm that contained keywords like Christmas trees and fresh trees. Ranking grids captured in May and again in August showed no positive change in ranking for the terms fresh-cut Christmas trees and Christmas trees. Hawkins concludes that businesses should not be encouraged to ask reviewers to mention specific phrases in hopes of boosting ranking. It is worth noting, though, that evidence does suggest businesses can rank for niche terms specifically because those terms appear in reviews. Our own Mike Snow came up with the example that a review mentioning the nonprofit status of a Christmas tree farm does seem to influence its shift from third to first position for the search "non-profit Christmas trees near me. The difference being that the review text points out a niche characteristic of the business rather than a core offering.
0: Google will probably rely less and less on backlinks as a ranking factor as time goes on. According to a recent statement from company search spokesperson John Mueller, he suggests that even today, the company is relying less on links to rank websites than it did in the past. Links will probably never go away as a point of reference for ranking. After all, Mueller says, how do you find a page on the web without some reference to it? But as Google's sophistication in understanding content increases, reliance on links will naturally decline. In another sign of the evolution of Google search algorithm, an article from Wix Morty Oberstein suggests that Google may be moving away from releasing time-based algorithm updates and towards an algorithm that continuously updates itself, conducting what Oberstein calls continuous real-time recalibration. Such a scenario leads to a constant state of rank fluctuation since the algorithm is constantly making adjustments. Oberstein points to data showing that ranking volatility has become more frequent, but less severe in recent years.
1: Next, Mike Blumenthal prefaces his discussion of what he calls semantic photography in local search by quoting Google VP Di- Jerry Dishler, who said in May that the company is, quote, transforming the SERP into an endless stream of visual ideas, unquote. Blumenthal claims that 38% of the pixels in a mobile search page are now occupied by images. Image-based search results are being matched to search intent using Google's Vision AI technology. For this reason, Blumenthal argues, marketers have a great opportunity to augment business listings, product listings, and websites with photos depicting the products and services they want to rank for. Google will also tend to favor user-uploaded photos, so businesses should encourage customers to take pictures of items they want featured. Authentic photos taken at the business location perform better than stock photos, according to Blumenthal.
0: Elon Musk's volatile first week as the owner of Twitter was capped off on Friday by the news that roughly half the company's workforce, an estimated 3,700 employees, had been abruptly laid off. Previously, Musk had hinted that he might get rid of as much as 75% of the company's employees. This dramatic move followed several days of news about Twitter's possible near-term plans to produce more revenue, many of which would alter the platform drastically. These include a new $8 per month subscription model for verified profiles, a paywalled video feature that would let creators charge to view long-form content, paid DMs allowing users to message people whom they did not follow, and gamification features to increase engagement. Meanwhile, researchers have found that the incidence of hate speech on Twitter spiked after the acquisition, presumably in response to Musk's suggestions that Twitter would moderate speech less strictly than before. Advertisers have signaled their concerns about the platform's volatile state by withdrawing ad spend, with some agencies advising brand clients to pause their Twitter spending entirely until stability is restored. That's a wrap on this week's memo. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out at meetsoci.com and the Sochi blog, where you'll find more information about the topics we've covered here. You can also subscribe to The Local Memo on your favorite podcast service, so you'll never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlison, and we'll see you next week on The Local Memo.